Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Joe Musidla, and I am very grateful to be back with you. I know it has, uh, well, it's been a little while, and uh, I could go into all the uh, stuff, but uh, not going to. Um, (laughs) I'm just grateful to be back uh, in the saddle and uh, grateful to be with you and I do appreciate uh, every single person that listens. I really do, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, uh, Last we left off, we were going to get into, well, Abraham and the promises given to him, Um, the the actual seed that is used. Now, we kind of get a picture of this. in uh, uh, <laughs> the earlier on chapters that I, that I talked about uh, in, in, in the previous episodes of Ark Building there, um, we, we get into uh, Noah and his uh, three sons, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And through this line of Shem, we get Abraham. And uh, we could go, oh my goodness, we go so many different places that, you know, Abraham is, is tested and... and uh, Oh my goodness, so many different things. But uh, to me, you know, in, in my personal uh, looking at this, um, to me, this is kind of where the, this is where the rubber meets the road, at least from my perspective. And this is this promise, this this uh, establishment of of the nation that uh, he's going to bring forth out of the seed. Of Abraham, and uh, he gives so much information, so much data in, into this that uh, it can be just, you know, even for me, uh, a little overwhelming. Um, just because I, I take, I, I love this part. This, to me, this is, to me, this is almost the rudder of the ark. Um, this is kind of where we get the. Uh, well, you know, it, it, it would seem that if this was not established, it would be the rest of the Bible would be somewhat aimless, um, even though he, he gives you this forefront through through this lineage uh, from from the flood on. But he to me, he really establishes what he is going to do and this promise going forth all the way uh, to the book of Revelation all the way to the end, um, that this this line, this lineage is carried out. And uh, you can see it in, in well, every book of the Bible uh, going forth. Um, 
and to me it's it's just absolutely beautiful and before i get too much further going on to this um i i have with me uh tonight a very special guest and i'm i'm excited to have him on cuz uh uh he can definitely help me with this and uh uh i have brother matthew miller from according to the scripture um on with me tonight so uh brother matthew if you'd like to say hello to the listeners and uh we'll see where we go with this well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, good to be arc building tonight. Uh, so many different ways that you can put the tribulation timeline together. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, as long as that's done, well, pardon the pun, according to the scripture. Uh, as long as you hold to that, there's so many different ways you can put it together. But when I first heard... Uh, Joe bring this up that 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 he likened this to to one verse being one nail, one verse being one board, and he's putting together this ark that housed his hope. Uh, I just got a kick out of that, so I have just enjoyed it ever since its inception, since the idea came about. Uh, that was on his own broadcast, uh, a cup with Joe, which has just got to be my favorite thing ever because everybody knows i do at least three pots of coffee a day so (laughs) that's my two cents worth all right well it is good to have you on here um oh my goodness let's see let's uh well let's just dive in here um i'm going to start with uh i'm going to read out of the uh new american standard and let's start with uh 15 1 and we'll just read a little bit and see what we can see and see what's, uh, let's just see what the Lord our God has to say. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not fear, Abraham. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. Abraham said, O oh Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, uh, since you have given me no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but the one who will come forth from your own body shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars if you are able to count them And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Uh, Then he believed in the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur, of the Chaldeans, to give you this land, possess it. He said, O Lord God, how how may I know that I will possess it? So he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, and three-year-old female goat, and a three-year-old ram, and a turtle dove, and a young uh, pigeon. Then he brought all of these to him, and cut them in two, and laid each half opposite each other, but he did not cut the birds. The birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, and Abraham drove them away. Now the sun was going down, A deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. 
God said to Abraham, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. They will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. As for you, you shall go go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. Then in, uh, in the fourth generation they will return here, for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. It came about when the sun had set that it was very dark, and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Uh, the uh, Kenite and the Kenizzite and the uh, Ken, oh my goodness, Kenmanite, uh, excuse me, and the Hittite and the Perizzite and uh, Rephraim and the Amorite, Kenite, uh, Girgashite and the Jebusite. And I'm going to end just at the end of that. There he does go on. Um, you know, it's. This is, to me, you know, in, in, it gives Abraham, you know, look up. You know, I remember the first time I, I read this, and it, it just, to me, it was, I, I could almost just picture it in my mind of, of just standing there in, in, the, in this, oh, goodness, you know, uh, of him showing him, of, of look, Abraham, look up, and Abraham, look down and he gives him this these uh two promises that he will make his sand of the seashore as well as the stars of the heavens and this was mind-blowing to me uh the first time i read this this was amazing to me that uh you know one you, you almost have to question of uh how is that possible um that is innumerable um and and what is he referencing here what is he wanting us to see what is he wanting us to understand uh from these two different vantage points or these the, the this promise that's that's given um that this great nation will uh come out of him and and uh and then you know as we go down in these verses we then get, you know, as as we understand from the book of Exodus that, uh, you know, indeed everything that God said had come to pass, that, you know, the children, these children uh, that were born out of the, uh, out of his seed, uh, uh, put in bondage uh, for 400 years, and then he does exactly what he says, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into Exodus, uh, a little later down the road, but, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's quite beautiful to see the beginning from the end, even, even in a shorter sense, uh, right here, even though he gives you a huge amount of data from the beginning to the very end, but even in in a short sense of of just from Abraham to 
the book of Exodus, um, which should bring us into remembrance of the entirety of the Bible, really, uh, and, and especially from an es- eschatological view of the Exodus. And uh, so, um, Matthew, where, where would you like to look at or what stood out to you? Oh, my goodness. Which nail stood out to me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think we were using uh, chrome-plated nails here because every time you read one and shed light on it, it just shined like a top. Um, there, It says some very difficult things, some, some things you don't want to come to grips with. Uh, verse 4. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body shall be your heir. Well, you've got problems here because the person that they're talking about certainly came from Abraham's body. I mean, whether anybody likes it or not, The son of Hagar certainly came from Abraham's body. Even though Sarah and Hagar are never mentioned here. Neither one of them mention any names. It's incredibly implied here that, and especially uh, when you look at this uh, Hebrew word here, uh, for your own body. Uh, that's Mia in Hebrew. And it means the inward parts, the belly, internal organs. Uh, sometimes it's used as the abdomen itself. Uh, but more importantly, um, the heart. It, it, it also means the heart. So you realize that Abraham can't have a child. He's a wrong gender. Right. You begin to realize that uh, God is speaking a whole lot more prophetically than you think because he's wanting you to see that no, my offspring will come from you, Abraham. And that's what he said. Now, This must have had Abraham a little confused until he starts relaying to him the information. Because Abraham doesn't say anything because he's obviously kind of confused. Then God takes him outside. Look up. Look around. The descendants I'm talking about, they're going to be numbered as these are. So... The whole thing, after he states this, and you realize that that all of a sudden you have verse 6 after he states this. Now, now think about the ramifications of this. And he says, no, Abraham, the child you already have, he's not going to be your heir. Your heir is going to come from your own body. So at this point, Abraham's scratching his head. God lets him stand there, dazed and confused. He says, come outside with me. So he walks out. He says, now, look toward the heavens and count the stars if you're able to count them. And he said to him, 
so shall your descendants be. Then he believed in the Lord and reckoned to him as righteousness. Abraham didn't say a whole lot, did he, Joe? Nope. No, he did not. I mean, Abraham was just a little bit dazed and confused here. <laughs> right? So, so God tries to put it into perspective for him. He's like, uh, you know, I brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land. Yada, 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 yada. I want you to cut up a bunch of sacrifices. And... You know, it amazes to me the prophetic ramifications of the terror falling over him and the simple fact that, well, the birds came to feast on uh, his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Abraham had to fight the birds off. It's amazing to me how nobody even talks about that. Right. Or is it just me? No, you're exactly right. Nobody does talk about that. Um the uh, uh, birds of prey coming down upon the carcasses, and Abraham drove them away. Um, yeah, nobody does talk about that. This, you know, going forward, uh, well, th- this brings to mind the, well, the angelic host um, uh, in, in the latter chapters of them, well, descending um so this is extremely uh prophetic in in what he is saying right here um and then the timing of it now the sun was going down and uh, a deep sleep fell on Abraham and behold uh terror and, and great darkness fell upon him um this is to me a, a reminder of well the uh, great day of the Lord. Um, uh, I can only think of, <laughs> of, of you know one instance that that would that kind of uh, terror, uh, well, is going to come upon uh, that situation or uh, upon the earth itself. Um, well, I, I. I... There's no way f- for me not to agree with you. Um, he literally just came out and told you that, well, from all the other scripture that we know, that he's going to, uh, there is time, he tells us, mm-hmm. and times, there's going to be two. And then there is the dividing of time. So he's wanting you to know. He goes way out of his way to tell you, using that Hebrew word for divide, that time itself was going to be divided when this happens. Uh, There's no way around it. And there's also no way around it. When you're reading uh, verse 14 in the Hebrew, you have to come to grips with the simple – all the prophecies concerning the Assyrian. You you have no choice but to come to grips with that because – Literally here, he says that that uh, you know uh, a span of time is going to go by four hundred years, and after that he is going to judge the Hagoy Ashir. What are those two words? What is that? 
Well, yes, that means the nation that had done this to them. But that's two words there. Uh, it, this phrase is predicated with the Aleph Tov, so it should get your attention. Hmm. But it's Aleph Tov Hagoy Asher. That's literally in our tongue, the nation of Asher. Now, you and I both know he's not talking about Assyria. You know full well what happened. He went to Egypt. Well, this is exactly why uh, in the book of Revelation he tells you that prophetically this place is called Egypt and Sodom. He's wanting you to know when this really happens, when I'm really done with this, it's going to be Lottie Dottie the whole planet. It's going to be the whole planet that has enslaved you. Now, we know the two chains that tie us to this nation. It's currency and chronometers. There's no way around it. You better be where you're supposed to be on time, and you better have cash in hand. Or you're literally not going to accomplish anything in this world system. You do realize that, Joe. Right. Uh, as far as time concerns, you know, people can't get their mind around it. This has never taken place any time before, Joe, when somebody could tell you, you have to be at work at exactly, you know, 8 o'clock, and you could take exactly 15 minute breaks. Joe, there was no such thing as a 15-minute break because it's kind of hard to see how far the sun travels in 15 minutes, buddy. Right. And nobody realizes that this in itself would create a class system. Everybody knows what this phrase means, banker hours. What's that mean, Joe? Uh, I was, What always comes to my mind is just nine to five. That's right, that. yeah. That's a class of workers, Right, right. This is this is prestige. It's the lowly workers that have to work at night. Correct. This is common knowledge. Right. So, and they have to go to work, and they work for what currency? Yep. And uh, it just amazes me uh, that people don't realize what is chaining them to this particular. Well. How else can you put it? Pyramid scheme. That's what they call it. Right. Yep, that is exactly uh, what we are chained to right now. It's uh, interesting that we have uh, time. Um, it, well, it, that would be our greatest commodity. That's that's what we base this whole system off of is uh, currency per hour. Um, that's That's... What uh, well, that's what the whole thing is set up on. They they have literally stolen your time uh, and and given it a certain value um, that allows you to uh, traverse through a well this matrix or this system that they have put in place. Um, you know, most of us. Today, it didn't used to be this way. When they thought of food, well, they thought of what came from God. They they thought of what he allowed them or or, or what he gave the commandments 
of what was allowable to eat. Um, uh, today, uh, when we think of food, we think of currency. If you don't have any currency, well, you don't eat, you can't buy a house, you can't car and all the other clothing and everything else. But everything, it didn't used to be this way. It used to be that, well, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it used to be that God provided, and that was the beginning and that was the end of it. Um, but this new system or this pyramid scheme uh, is is exactly correct that we're under that this is uh well this is what we're at least in my view i'm 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 looking forward to this being torn down uh he he tells you in in the chapters coming up that well this is all going to be torn down um and it, they're going to well, it, it seems that the uh, those that uh, well, they don't get the ride of the eagle's wings. Um, well, the only way uh, that they can buy a cell is is now to become uh, the children of well, the false prophet or the beast, and uh, that's exactly what they they take on. The role of uh, well, the scapegoats, scapegoat, if you will. Um, but all these things are just mind blowing that uh, you can glean just just from these few uh, verses of this this chapter. That uh, you know, when we go back up here, um, you know, I, I'm reminded of when the uh, well, that fire that goes between the carcasses. I, I, I'm reminded of, well, the, I, I don't know what else to call him, the, the Exodus angel uh, of the parting of the reed or the Red Sea as, well, the children are taken out of bondage. Um, there's so many different things that we can be brought into remembrance of really as as we go forth and that's that's really the the point of of a lot of well the entirety of the bible is to remember um you know as we're putting the boards up as we're looking at the nails and and where they go and it's 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 really a a giant puzzle piece and and it goes together seamless it goes together uh perfectly and and beautifully and uh this is one of those chapters that really, in my mind, helps establish this. Uh, going forth, we get to to see that, uh, well, God has a purpose and a plan going forth to, uh, well, to establish his kingdom. Because that's, that's to me, that's uh, that's really what we should be longing for is his kingdom, you know, um, you know, like so many of us, uh, the stress of, of this system is is great. Uh, you know how <laughs> well if you know if you are not of this class of the bankers' hours, it's it's quite difficult to well pay the bills or um, make ends meet, as we call it. 
it it it's it's almost uh well it works in their favor they literally steal your time and hold you as a slave and i i know that that's for a lot of us or for many uh coming out of that um that's a hard thing to have a grip upon now um those that were brought up in the uh the way that they should go it's it's not but for many that were brought up in that this system is uh good or it is what we do or 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 however you would like to look at that um he tells you this whole thing is coming down and that uh well i rejoice in that i really do i'm i'm looking forward to that uh of not being under the stress of time so i uh went on for a while there uh what do you think there matthew well everything uh that you just said uh I mean, look. Let's let's go back, okay? Let's 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 really consider what you said with this Exodus event. Now, we have to remember what really happened, okay? Mm-hmm. What really happened is the bad guys showed up. This pillar of fire separated the two, and then a whole night transpired. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, we take a look. At what happened here. Now, as the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. Here we have it again. You realize that must have been a very long night. Mm, right, Joe? Right. Right on the other side of this fire NATO was the Egyptian horde. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, verse 11, how he starts out this 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 diatribe. The birds of prey came down upon the carcasses and Abram drove them away. If you can't remember Jesus giving this warning that where the dead are, there the eagles would also gather. Some translations say vultures. Right. Um, you should write that down, that that's a direct cross-reference there. Mm-hmm. And if you look if you look up that scripture in the New Testament and it doesn't give you a cross-reference to Genesis chapter 15 verse 11 something's terribly wrong with your cross-references. Now if you can't see that just I I I just used Basically, two verses to show you emphatically this is exactly what's going to to happen. And on a most – well, on a global scale, you realize this is going global. Right. This is where it happened the first time. The second time it happened was there that night at the Red Sea crossing. I assure you, third time's a charm. And God goes way out of his way to tell us that, well, when this happens and time is divided, that actually there is war in heaven before Operation Eagle's Wings can take place. Because 
they are not omnipresent. They never were. So uh, there is war in heaven. Of course, that's when these birds of prey come down. And uh, we are taken across time itself instead of the Red Sea. We're going to be taken across time itself. This is going to be the dividing of time. Now, that's why one of the most important questions that people can ask is when they really begin to understand the tribulation timeline is the relationship. There's only one thing everybody needs to know. Well, how long did the ten plagues last? Because that's critical. It's incredibly critical to your understanding of, of, of time itself. And when time goes topsy-turvy, when, when everything is split in two, uh, it's absolutely critical. But I, I wonder how many people I took by surprise that they didn't realize that Genesis chapter 15 verse 11 is the reason why Christ said what he said about where the dead are, there the vultures will also gather. Uh, I mean, you realize I must have taken quite a people by surprise because they couldn't remember Mm-hmm. What was going on? And the simple fact that uh, this is Abram and this deep sleep and terror and great darkness. Joe, he's describing the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne. Right. Terror, great darkness fell upon him. Okay, there's there's no doubt about it. And yet, you don't see any cross-references there for that verse and the great day of Hugh sitteth upon the throne. Uh, this version uh, that I'm looking at only has a cross-reference to 1 Samuel 26 and Daniel 10. Hmm. Which um, is grossly falling short. I mean, if you can't see terror and great darkness... I mean, he goes in other verses to tell you how this darkness takes place, why it's great darkness, and there's not going to be any darkness like it. Um, because the sun, of course, adorn, uh, adorns goat's hair, whatever that means. But it's definitely going to be a day of darkness on his day. And there's so many chapters, I could just start rattling right off the top of my head. I mean, boom, 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 boom. I mean, rapid fire. I could just, just just give them to you. Right. So, you know, and, and, and it's pretty important that we bring about, that we talk about this. In this instance, he's wanting to magnify that the group he's talking about is going to be directly tied to this incident. Because you notice that he doesn't quote the second part of the promise, Joe. Mm-hmm. He does not do that. He doesn't. Quote the second part of the promise. He's wanting you to only see one faction of this seed. Right. And he don't have a problem coming out and telling you alphanumerically. He just don't have a problem with it because here in the Hebrew, ladies and gentlemen, he uses two words in a row. And it's important for you to know that. It's, well, the word, you know, for stars 
and the next word is is really not used in our language, but it it means low or or um, uh, well, it's an explanation point, right? Well, those that phrase, Joe, alphanumerically speaking, you need to understand that Hebrew never Hebrew predated Arabic numerals, Joe. Right. There's no one, two, threes in it. And this phrase he's using here, that is 144. Mm-hmm. And he's wanting you to see this. There's no way you can properly translate this into English, this, this chapter. There's not. Because he's literally wanting you to know that, well, even with his uh, usage of the word shamayim, which is heavens, and now to look toward, it means to score, mark, or tally. Ladies and gentlemen, he had no problem just coming out and telling you, prophetically speaking, that these birds of prey were going to come down from the heavens. And this one faction of his seed would replace them. And you should know, prophetically going forward from here, eventually, somewhere, God is going to tell you that there's a group of people that's going to Mount Zion. They're going to heaven. Now, at this point in time, you don't know there's two groups. Right. But the other group... They have enough information of their own. He has tons of data to reveal to you then, but looking at this in Hebrew, you have to you have to swallow hard and realize that, oh my goodness, eventually there's going to be a group that actually does ascend. That they are the exact inversion of the dead, Joe. Right. These vultures have come down and are with the dead. And in that action, they're going to be replaced by Abraham's seed. And he had no problem coming out and telling you that. No, no, he does not. And this this was the part, uh, you know, when you first look at this, it's, it's mind-blowing. It, he's giving you... Such a huge amount of data right here. Um, count the stars if you are able to count them. So I, I think we, we really have to take that in, in perspective because he, he gives, you know, to one, well, not to one, but two specific groups a, a counting or a numer, uh, a number to uh, two specific groups in, well, the latter chapters of the Bible. And one right here he's he's wanting you to recognize now you know Matthew gave you the alphanumeric of 144 so you know your mind should already go to one specific group there's only one group that literally ascends to mount zion or, or to you know heaven as we call it um and and so he's giving you uh, a huge amount of data here that so you shall know that that this is this promise being fulfilled. You know, he, he gives you the uh, you know it was one of the things that it used to kind of uh, before before I started seeing this it used to scare me. You know, one third of the stars uh, uh, fall 
And that used to, <laughs> it used to worry me a little bit before I figured out that he replaced it. Um, just, just because I was like, well, he said everything in the beginning is perfect. Um, why, why, why would he not? That that number that that he said when he said it is good, he he, he wasn't joking. He said that that was his creation was good. So if one third fall, well, we should assume that one third will rise, or we should know because he tells us that you know. Uh, this is that replacement. This is that group that replaces those the uh, the vultures or, well, those those that are fallen. So, exactamundo, um, and you know, let's let's be perfectly sh- clear about what Mount Zion is. Um, let's put the ultimate trump on here. I don't care what all the evangelical crusading commentaries say you know all you have to do is go as far as Hebrews uh, chapter 12 verse 22 you don't have a problem telling you but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem and to myriads of angels Mount Zion is no longer on planet earth he's talking about God's throne room. That's why in the book of Revelation it says that heaven is opened and the Ark of the Covenant is revealed where? Mount Zion. Mount Zion is quite simply wherever God's seat of power is. Now, yes, there was a time that that happened to be in Jerusalem, but only because that's where the Ark of the Covenant sits. Mount Zion, for a time, uh, well, it was even... Uh, in the land of the Philistines. Mount Zion, literally speaking, is the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant. You don't have a problem explaining that to you in more ways than one. So we have to nix that right from the beginning. We have to nip that in the bud. No, this is not a hill uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, The book of Hebrews had no problem coming out and just giving it to you point-blank range. So you have to look uh, in the scripture for places where he tells you somebody's going to Mount Zion. He, he's going to tell you. And this is only in relation to one group. Because let's make no mistakes about it, Joe. We can talk about the promise. Okay? Genesis thirteen sixteen. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your offspring may be numbered. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's before Genesis 15. Mm-hmm. Genesis 22:17. Now here is where you get both groups. That I will bless you greatly, and that I will multiply your offspring like the stars of heavens. This should have tripped something in your mind, Joe. He didn't say count, did he? Nope. Remember, in Genesis 15, God told Abraham to count. And that's not what he said here. He said, I will multiply your offspring greatly like the stars of the heavens and like the sand which is on the seashore. Your offspring will possess the gate of his enemies. Genesis 26, he says it again. Genesis 32, 
Exodus 32, Deuteronomy chapter 1. The Lord has multiplied you, and behold, you are today as the stars of the sky in multitude. Let's keep going. Jeremiah 33, Hebrews 11. I hope everybody wrote those down, because I'm not going to talk about all of them. We don't have that much time. <laughs> okay, so everybody needs to realize that this is the fulfillment of Christianity in itself. The New Testament goes way out of its way to make sure you know the only ones that's going to enter the kingdom of heaven are the children of the promise. And the children of the promise, uh, God just said it wasn't coming from Hagar or Sarah. It was coming from the righteousness that God reckoned unto Abram. Amen? Amen. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, that was well put. Um, wow. Uh, that's a plethora. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope uh, I hope you wrote down uh, and, and go back and, and re-listen uh, and write down um, as I do <laughs> whenever I I uh, uh, get uh, with uh, Brother Matthew. I, I definitely uh, end up with usually a page uh, to even uh, uh, two pages of notes um, in in whatever time I spend with him. So um, a huge uh, resource to have. Um, So definitely uh, go, well, you know, go back, rewind, uh, and uh, write down and and see what it is that you can see. Um, I can't, you know, I can't build your arc for you. Um, you're going to have to put in the time just like I have to, just like Matthew has definitely put in the time. And uh, it's really up to you to do this. Now, I I love doing this. I love talking about his word, and I will continue to do so, and we'll continue to go through, uh, through the wonders that is God's word. And, uh, and we'll continue to go through all these verses and 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 see what we can see, but really, it's it's your relationship, and really, it's it's up to you to spend the time and uh, look at all these things and see what you can see. Now, you know, we can all AI giving you some some ideas and some things that I see. Matthew's definitely given you just a glimpse of what he sees. Now, he, he's. Uh, well, he sees a lot more than I do. So, um, and, and I'm grateful for that. I really am. I am humbled and, and uh, always to to uh, well to be in the presence of what we call elders. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that uh, somebody that's older, but someone who has been brought up in the way that they should go, and and that's definitely uh, Brother Matthew. So. Um, I'm very appreciative that he has taken the time to come on this episode with us and uh, and give us just a well a bounty of information to to look upon and and to ponder and to think about and to take before the Lord your God and uh, you know ladies and gentlemen there's nothing wrong with asking him there's nothing wrong with sitting down and establishing that relationship because 
I don't know everything. Matthew doesn't know everything, but let me tell you, he does. And uh, he delights in spending time with his children. So um, rather than, uh, you know, as you're listening to this, I, I hope that uh, that this is helpful. I really do. I, I pray that it's helpful. Um, but, uh, well, I know there's a lot of uh, distractions out there via YouTube and, oh goodness, I don't know how many books and movies and all kinds of gobbledygook that's out there that uh, can thwart our minds from what God really has to say. And and all we did was just take, uh, well, I, I mean, how many different places did Matthew mention to go just out of a few simple verses? You know, he was brought into remembrance by the Lord his God. And that's what that's that's one of the things that, that we hope for, is to be brought into remembrance so that we can start throwing those uh, boards up on our arcs. So um, did you have anything else you wanted to add on, on this, Matthew, or... Oh my goodness! <laughs> You're asking to this be a marathon, aren't you? Let, let let me bring up one more thing, okay? Okay. I won't I won't go too far. But take note, ladies and gentlemen, that in verse 19, there's one, two, three. In verse 20, there's four, five, six. In 21, that's right. Do your counting. Seven, eight, nine, ten. He wanted you to know what those ten kings were all about in the book of Revelation. Look, there's so much here, I can't give it all to you. I haven't even mentioned the Greek yet. And it's exciting. And it's real. And it's absolutely credible data for your tribulation timeline. With that, God bless. Godspeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you once again so much. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm always grateful to do these things. I'm just humbled uh, to do these things, to do these uh, uh, programs. So, I once again, I, I thank you so much for listening. I thank you for hanging in there in my absence. It's good to be back. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start. Uh, it is my desire, and and uh, well, I, I'd like to do keep doing these and do a lot more of them. So, uh, stay tuned for more of these, and uh, I'll see if I can uh, get Brother uh, Matthew Miller back on for a few more of these, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see what we can see. So, thank you so much for listening. Take care, and God bless. <laughs>